Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. Now, most people know that they have this big obstacle that's stopping them. They just don't know that it's this one thing that is really the thing that prevents most people from achieving the stuff that they want. They just don't know how to tackle it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of those big, scary things that most people don't really confront that well, but it's probably the thing that stops them from achieving most of the things that they want in life, and that is fear. For most people, they know that they have fears, They know that it prevents good decision making. They know that it's stopping them from getting what they want. It's just most people don't really know how to tackle the challenge of overcoming fears or using their fears to drive them forward to get what they want in life. Most people allow their fears to define them. In this episode, we're going to tackle fear. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute and Mojo Business Multiplier. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. Now, before we get into it, and before we talk and discuss fear, I want to give a massive shout out to Charles Ells. I hope I've said your name right, mate. I know you've sent me a message on Instagram saying, really appreciate all the content that we're putting out on Instagram and on TikTok, and that the content is underrated in your opinion, which is really good. I really do appreciate that. I also know you're a huge supporter of ours and share a lot of my content, and I know that you've got a pretty big following on TikTok and also on Instagram as well. So I really appreciate it, Charles. Thanks so much for being a huge supporter of what we do. And also, I want to say a massive shout out to all those who have been giving us five-star ratings on Spotify, it only takes two, three seconds to rate, but our ratings have gone up by about 15 in the last week. So for all of you out there who have been rating this podcast on Spotify, you're all absolute champions. And if you haven't been rating the podcast, please make sure you do after this episode or do it right now. Get onto it, especially if you're enjoying this podcast and the information that I share. The more you do that, the more we get out to more people and the more it shows that we're serious about what we do and that this podcast is actually good, that people enjoy it. So thank you for all of those out there who have been reading this podcast. All right, let's get into talking about fear. Now, I've been on the phones over the last couple of weeks and I've been talking to a lot of people in our Driven Mofo Facebook group or our No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. So it's called No BS Business Hacks. If you're a business owner and you're not part of it, get in there, it's free. But I've been reaching out to a lot of people in the community, just talking, finding out what are the biggest problems so that we can help you solve them in your business and also in your personal life. One of the things that I've noticed is that most people have these huge fears that are holding them back and are preventing them from being able to make good decisions, being able to stay committed for a long period of time to achieving what you really want. Normally the byproduct of having these fears is that people act erratic and irrational. So what will normally happen is that a person will hold themselves back, they'll procrastinate, they'll self-doubt, 
they'll hang off doing what they need to do and then all of a sudden they'll build up enough anger and frustration and stress and they'll go fuck it and then they just go for something. Now when someone does that they have a lower likelihood of achieving. When that happens then they make mistakes. When they make mistakes it reinforces the fear that they're not good enough, they're not smart enough or they don't know what they're doing or they'll have family members that say see you stuffed up again. They will have an intimate partner that'll go you know you just wasted more money, more time. And so they get more of this seed of self-doubt and it reinforces the fear. So fear is something that everybody has and it's important. Like I see all these NLP gurus out there and all these psychology bloody people out there, whether they're psychologists or not, I don't know. But I see these people out there that are like, eliminate your fears. Well, my theory on that is if you can eliminate fear, I'm going to take you to the 31st story of your closest building that is high enough. So we're going up to the 31st floor and I'm going to hold you by your feet off the side of that building. And as I watch you shit your pants and throw up, I'm going to ask you the question, how's your fear going? Because I know that they have fear. You can't eliminate fear. The fact that people even still write on social media or on their ads and all that sort of stuff, eliminate fear. If you can eliminate fear, I will give you a million dollars because you cannot eliminate fear. Fear is always there and it's there as a survival response. It fires off the flight, fight and freeze response to keep us safe. So we can't get rid of fear unless you've got some sort of psychological deformity or you've got some sort of a brain injury, then maybe that's the case. But if you're essentially a normal functioning human being in our society, you will have fear. And fear is there as a safety mechanism to keep you safe so that you survive. That's what it's there for. When someone at school calls you fat and it fires off this fear response and now for the rest of your life, you're afraid of what other people think, that is an irrational fear, right? But most people don't question it. When you get laughed at at school because you can't read properly like I did, and then you're an adult now and you're, let's say you're 35 or you're 40 or you're 50 or whatever age you're at, and you have this fear of judgment or this fear of criticism, that's an irrational fear. It's because in the past you had a fear of something. Now, the fear of being judged and criticized, if we go back to brain structure and we look at the more primitive part of the brain and survival, if we look at the need to survive and we go, well, why does it trigger off this fear response, this need to fit in? When you think about it, back a million years ago, or let's say 100,000 years or 200,000 years, and we're hunters and gatherers, if we got kicked out of the tribe and we got judged and criticized enough, and the tribe say, right, it's time for you to leave or it's time for you to fuck off, and you go out to the jungle and you've got to go hunt by yourself, you've got to sleep by yourself, it's no wonder that we trigger off this fear response because that fear response would have been rational back then. But in this day and age, when someone on Facebook calls you fat or ugly or stupid and it fires off that fear response, it actually means nothing. You don't have to go and sleep by yourself in the wild jungle where you can get attacked by a lion. You can curl up in your nice bed, in your home and lock all the doors and you're going to be safe in most cases, depending on where you are around the world. So the fact that someone on the other side of the world judges you and criticizes you from the other side of the planet means nothing. The fact that your parents call you stupid or an intimate partner challenges you doesn't really mean anything. There's no need for a fear response, but we still have it because we're wired primitively to survive. And so through millions of years of evolution, our brain still has that need to fit in, that need to survive. In most cases, some people don't, but in most cases, that's the case. So most people's fear in this day and age is irrational. You know, when someone can't pay a $100 phone bill, it's irrational to have a fear response. But people have these fear responses all the time because they worry about things. They go, well, what happens in the future if? And so it creates all these irrational fears. 
Now, what I've found over the years is that most people want to get rid of those fears. It's just there's not a lot of good tools out there. And in fact, there's a lot of crap out there that talks about getting rid of fear or dealing with fear, but it really doesn't. What you need to do is if you understand psychology and neuroscience and chemistry and biology and even physics at a bit of a deeper level, if the brain needs to stabilize itself and fear is an unstable thought, then we need to create some form of stability in the brain. This is a lot of the stuff that I teach at Thrive Time because unless you know this stuff and unless you've got a tool to be able to deal with this, those fear responses are probably going to hold you back. That fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of failure, fear of not being good enough, fear of not being able to pay your bills. I mean, there's so many fears that people have. The majority of them are irrational fears. Okay, They were rational at some point, but not anymore. So what we need to do is we need to go back in there and essentially what the brain is doing is based on your perceptions, your brain is trying to figure out how to survive. And what it's saying is that there are more disadvantages to this thing than advantages. When you get in there and let's say you've got the fear of judgment, what you can do is you can grab a pen and piece of paper and you can ask yourself, what are the benefits of being judged? And then if you go back to all the moments in your past and you look at all the benefits of being judged. So I'll give you some examples of my life. Well, normally the people who judge me didn't even know me or didn't even understand my values. So therefore, what it did was it made me learn and understand myself more. So that's a benefit. It also made me get clear on whether other people's opinions were more important than my own or my own opinions are more important than the opinions of others. And so what I realized is the majority of the time, my opinions are more valid, providing that I have clarity around what I'm trying to achieve and where I want to go and my direction and my values and my purpose and my mission and all these things that I teach at Thrive Time. So once I realized that there are benefits and there are just as many benefits as drawbacks of being judged, the majority of the time, the people who criticize me anyway aren't doing anything in life. So the benefit is, is that they can judge me and stay the fuck away from me because I don't want them anywhere near me or near my life because they just waste time. So that's another benefit of being judged and criticized. You know, another benefit of being judged and criticized is that I've had to learn what my own values are and get clarity on them and make sure that I'm making decisions based on those things. The other benefit is that people who understand me and who understand my values understand that this is who I am, so they accept me. Those who don't normally judge me on those values and stay away from me, so I don't have to worry about their opinions so much anymore. It's also helped me to build internal strength. Now, if I kept going and kept going and kept going, what would eventually happen is the fear would dissolve itself. So I'm not eliminating fear in general. I'm just eliminating the fear of criticism and judgment. If I do it well enough, I'll be neutral to it and know that there are benefits of being judged and there are drawbacks of being judged. There are benefits of being criticized and drawbacks of being criticized. And that there are times and places where both have benefits and there are times and places where they both have drawbacks. As an example, sometimes the judgment of criticism from someone like Jess, who is my wife, her judgment and criticism, she actually brings up very valid points. So what it's teaching me is how to communicate more effectively and so on. The more I go through and balance this stuff out, the more effective I become as a person. So it is important to go back and neutralize those states. Now I have a process that I teach called the process of potential that helps you to do this in a really rapid and quick way that you can keep using to balance out these fears throughout your life as they pop up. So first of all, you need to balance out those fears, which then they won't be fears anymore. They'll just be like signs or triggers. So if someone judges and criticizes me these days, in the majority of cases, I don't even worry about it because I know it's just them filtering through their own values and their own mental and emotional imbalances and their own triggers. Me, that's it. So they see me through their values, through their emotional triggers, and I've hit something. Now that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that that's how they see the world. That's it. So I don't even worry about it anymore. Now I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go back and balance this stuff out because I used to get highly triggered by people commenting on social media about me. Also these days, sometimes if I want to amp up the algorithm, I will start getting in a bit of a debate with them 
because I know that the more I can get them commenting, the more I can ramp up our social media algorithms or our Facebook algorithms or Instagram and so on. So sometimes I will get in there and sort of create a bit of a conversation back and forth, I guess you could say, or an argument or challenge them just because it helps us to get more traction on our social media. Again, I don't have any trigger to this. And sometimes I've had people come to me and they'll say, oh, you were really triggered in that conversation. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I was actually just using social media to amp up our algorithms. But it just looked that way to somebody else. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. The second thing is that if you want to really challenge your fears, you need to ask, are these fears really true? And if they are true, what part of it is true? Because let's say you've got the fear of judgment. First of all, you've got to go, well, is the fear of judgment really true? I don't know. Well, what does the fear of judgment really mean? Well, is it that someone's judging me, so therefore it's making me fearful? What am I fearful of? Now, as you can see, I'm just asking really good questions to try and navigate this in my own head and navigate my thoughts. So I can go, well, the fear of judgment means I'm not good enough. Okay, well, is that really true? Well, no, that's not really true. Okay, so then what is the fear of judgment? Hmm, well, the fear of judgment is someone else's opinion. Okay, well, does someone else's opinion matter more than my own? Well, no, it doesn't. Okay, so if it doesn't matter more than my own, why do I have a fear around it? Huh, that's a good question. Hmm, now you can see my brain starting to think through this. The reason why most people get caught in these silly patterns inside their own head, these crazy loops, is because they just don't question them. When someone says, oh, I've got a fear of criticism, well, what does that mean? Does it mean everybody? Like if a five-year-old child criticizes you, do you react then? And I question this about a lot of people who are reactive to certain things like racism and sexism and those sort of things. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be people out there that are angry and aggressive and could put your life in threat by you having a certain colored skin or by being a certain race or religion or whatever. I understand there are psychopaths out there. But the majority of the time, when people use these terminologies, they're using these terminologies because they're trying to get 8 billion people in the world to adapt to make them feel better about their own triggers so that they don't have them. That's stupid. You're better off dealing with your own triggers so that you don't get triggered by them. And so I've had people come in before that I've worked with, and let's say they've got darker color skin. And they say, you know, I was always picked on for being black or for being brown and having the color of my skin. And I would say, okay, well, you said always. Is that always the case or is that just sometimes? And they're like, well, no, it wasn't always. It was sometimes. And I'm like, okay. And were there certain types of people? And they're like, yeah, well, there are certain types of people. Okay, so the truth is that sometimes certain types of people make judgment about your skin. Is that correct? And they go, yes. And I go, okay, excellent. And I'll keep working through and questioning it. And I go, so, okay, if that person was a three-year-old child and said that you've got black skin and they pointed it out, would you be offended by that? And they go, no, not really. And I said, okay. Even let's say it was an adult and the adult said you've got purple skin and you don't have purple skin. Would you take offense? And they go, no. And I go, okay, excellent. So we know that the trigger isn't actually the color of your skin because there's something else there. There's something else that's making you feel insecure and that's triggered something. Because if a child or if an adult says you've got purple skin and you go, fuck off, like I don't have purple skin, then you don't care. But for some reason there, there is an insecurity around the color of your skin and they've just triggered it. So we need to go back and work through that and break that pattern because it's not the color of your skin that is causing the trigger. 
there is something else that you've related to the color of your skin that then is making you triggered and we need to work through it all. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who are just absolute shithead morons that will do certain things for you because of the color of your skin. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if they do that, you shouldn't be triggered by it. At the moment, there is this thing on social media where if you're a white male, you can be called out on that shit all the time. And people can essentially say, well, it's because you're a white male. But if you said, well, that's because you're a black woman, then now all of a sudden that is racist and it's sexist for those two things. So throughout our history, this shit has happened, right? And it's just fucking idiots doing idiotic shit because most people don't think through stuff. Now, some people are triggered by that. Other people aren't. Like, I don't care about the color of my skin, nor do I care that I'm a male or not a male. I don't feel less or more than anybody else, right? And maybe it's just because of my experiences and maybe different people have had different experiences. But if it triggers this response where you feel insecure about it, and then now all of a sudden it's triggering up a fear, you're going to have that consistent trigger throughout the rest of your life. Now, you can go and deal with that trigger by yourself, or you can go out there and try and change the world so that they don't have it. I mean, I saw this a while ago where there was this thing about using the term retard. And there was a whole advocate group of saying we should never use the word and the, the word should be banned. It should be outlawed. Now, a word never offends anybody. Words are not offensive. It's the meaning that is attached to the word that becomes offensive. And this comes back to fear as well. I'll bring it back to that. It's the meaning of the word that then gets interrelated to what that meaning means. Now, when those meanings have associations, those meanings can then become fears. They can become worries. They can become concerns. And they essentially are triggers. And I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, I had red hair, bright red hair, and I used to get picked on a lot. If someone said the word red around me, I would automatically assume that they were judging and criticizing me. And there was this one day in class where this kid who used to pick on me quite a bit, he said red and he was looking over my way and I just snapped. I was sick of being picked on and I picked up a chair and threw it at him in the class. I got kicked out of class. It was a mathematics class anyway. I fucking hated maths. But I threw the chair across to the classroom and it pinned him up against the wall and I just grabbed my bag and I walked outside and I ended up going to the principal's office because I knew that's where I was going to go anyway. But I ended up finding out that he'd asked somebody for a red pen. It was just that he'd picked on me before and had used the terminology of red or ranger or fire engine head or all of these terminologies that made me feel like I was worthless or worth less than other people. And so I had this trigger around my red hair. Over time, though, I worked through all that stuff and I realized like it makes no difference. And these days I call myself a ranger. My hair's not as red anymore. I've still got a bit of red tinge to it, but I can call myself a ranger you know, red nut or whatever. I've got some friends who still call me red nut and it doesn't trigger me at all because it doesn't mean I'm worth less or more or anything. The meaning associated with those words has changed. So I'm not reactive to them anymore. Whereas when I was younger, I used to be. So this comes back to the meanings that are attached to certain things. And if certain meanings that we attach to things create fears or a fear response, then we're always going to have it unless we work through it. So we have to work through it and we can do that by questioning it and then writing the answer. Don't stop halfway through because most people just go, well, you know what, it's just because they're racist or they're sexist or they just don't give people opportunities. And so this creates these huge issues that we have in our society where there's a whole bunch of people that say, well, you know, you're lucky because you're like this or you're lucky because of this. And they justify why they have these triggers. And then they try and fight towards something that's not even existent. You know, for a lot of women in this day and age, there's not the sexism that there used to be. There used to be there. These days, there's a lot of women who hold themselves back because they think that it's society holding them back, but it's not, it's them. And, you know, there are a lot of women that I speak to that are self-empowered and they just get out there and they get shit done. Jess is a great example of that. Like Jess is someone who worked her way up in the business world and she didn't give a fuck. She made sure, like if someone judged her for being a woman, she went, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'll go somewhere else where I'm valued. And so she would take that into her own hands. 
but there are still plenty of people who say that they're being held back, but really it's them holding themselves back. Now, there are definitely there are places in certain environments, if you're listening to this from certain countries around the world, that is certainly still the case. But it's very rare that it's going to happen in Australia. And I would recommend that you just go back and balance out these fears. And for some people listening to this podcast, you're going to be triggered by it. If that's true, I would love for you to reach out to me about those triggers and I will help you through them. Reach out to me on any of my social media and let me know you're triggered by this podcast. Now, some people won't. They'll just go, this guy's a fucking prick. He doesn't understand. And they'll crack the shits and they will go off and they will keep living their life with those same triggers and those same fears. There are some people out there who are listening to this who will be triggered by it, who go, you know, I'm going to reach out and there's some truth in this, which is why it's triggering me. And I'll be able to help them through that. And I've helped out lots of people. In fact, I've had people in my events before who stand up and fucking scream at me and yell at me and I'll work with them through it and help them crack the pattern. In fact, one of my favorite clients of all time came to my event and I was talking about some of these imbalances and she cracked the shits and she actually booked in to catch up with me the next day in an appointment. When I sat down with her, I said, how can you help? And she said, I was so triggered by your stuff. I knew that there was something in me that was coming up that I had to work through. And she said, I just wanted to talk to you and find out whether you legitimately wanted to help or whether you're just another person who just pushes buttons for the sake of it. That person now has gone on to break those patterns, but has become a very successful business owner, is an inspiration to me and many of my community because she was holding herself back because she thought that people were not giving her opportunities because she was a female. And also she was trying to save everybody else around her at the expense of herself. And she was holding herself back. Once I helped her and worked through her, she came to Thrive Time. And then after that, she's actually come and done some of our business events like Business Growth Odyssey and so on. She's accelerated. She owns a bunch of cafes and she's doing an amazing job. Mel, if you're listening to this, you're a huge inspiration of mine. If you're triggered, just reach out. But those triggers are there because they're telling you that something is out of balance. Those things are going to hold you back. The same as those fears. If those fears are triggered and those fears are holding you back, you've got to work through them. It's an opportunity to grow and learn more about yourself and to become stronger, more confident, more courageous, but also as well, it allows you to be more of yourself. If I didn't work through those triggers that I had when I was a kid, I wouldn't be where I am today. I had a fear of people judging me and criticizing me because I got picked on so much as a kid for being fat, for being a redhead, for being dumb and put in special classes. There's no way I could stand up and speak in front of thousands of people if I still had that fear. I had to work through it because it was holding me back and it was stopping me from being what I wanted to be in life. And that was to be able to travel the world and to help people to be great. So if you've got any of these as well, you need to work through them and don't just stop at superficial shit where you go, yeah, I'm done. Literally get in there and keep asking yourself questions until there are no more questions and that fear is resolved. So if you've got the fear of not being good enough, ask yourself, well, is that really true? Am I not good enough? Well, there's part of me that maybe feels like I'm not good enough. Okay, well, who do I compare myself to? Who's comparing me? And if you ask those questions and work through them, eventually you'll realize that the people who are probably judging and criticizing you, you don't even care about anyway. Or sometimes the people that are closest to you are judging you only because they're just trying to keep you safe. That's it. So when you work through them, the fears dissolve themselves. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this episode helps. I know it's a bit of a triggering one for some people. And I also hope that for some of you that are listening for this, this will be the changes and the transformation that you really need to be greater and to do great things in your own life. I guarantee that the majority of people who are listening to this right now, that if you just keep working through your own shit, you'll be greater than the person you ever think you could be. I know that because I'm a prime example of it, which is why I teach what I teach and why I love doing this stuff. Because I always thought that I was a piece of shit who'd get nowhere in life. And now I know that I get messages almost every week. Someone says, you've changed my life. You've helped me. I don't change people's lives. What I do is I educate people and coach people in order to change their own lives. You know, I always tell people, I'm not the person who changes everybody's lives. They change their own lives. That takes courage. That person had to have the balls or the courage in the first place 
to realize that they're not where they want to be and make decisions to optimize their own life. That's not me, that's them. So the credit has to go to the individual. It doesn't go to me. I just do me. I know that I'm good at what I do, but I don't need all the thanks and praise from other people. What I need is I need more people out there who are crushing it, who are living the life that they want to live and just telling other people about what I do so that I can keep helping people. That's it. The change always comes through the individual who is making the change, not the person who is the coach or the educator or the teacher. Like this podcast doesn't change lives. People who listen to this podcast change their own life by going and implementing shit or by coming to our Thrive Time event or doing our business growth odyssey. Like that's the individual. They're the ones who have to have the courage and the strength and all that. And sometimes people just need to be reminded of that, that it's them. And that's why they're great. Like remember that, especially when you come up against hard times or you're scared or you're afraid because sometimes we can forget that and that's what stops us from doing the things that we want to do in life. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't rated this podcast, please remember to do so. Hit that five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to it on. If you're new, I think you've got to listen to a couple of episodes, but if not, you can just click on the podcast. You'll see the five-star rating there. Just click on the rating and it will let you give that rating. It normally takes about a minute or less. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass and I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.